Welcome back. Division One Rejects. This is episode 105. Filming this on June 22nd. We've got a fantastic guest, fantastic conversation, and two awesome guys in the studio with me today. Cade, we've seen you here before. Yep. Yeah. Coach, you say what's up, man. What's going on, guys, man? I, I'm, I'm blessed to be here. Uh, first time. Hell yeah. First timer. Hell yeah. Uh, just soaking up everything I, we can get. It's hard. Yes, Happy to have you, man. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. This is Coach Riddick. He is our new wide receivers coach at Northern Michigan University. Joining us here tonight, um, a little bit on uh, short notice, but his close friend, now the head coach at Kentucky Wesleyan University, Tyrone Young, will be joining us here in just a few minutes. So, shot him a text, and, and man, to your credit, you were here at front door, like, right away. No hey, hesitation. Hey, listen. I ain't hard to find. I ain't hard to find, <laughs> baby. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 listen. I, you, I, I hate to... St- I ain't gonna say steal it, but <laughs> ain't hard to find. But <laughs> I love it, but also is you know it's a great testament to your guys' relationship, right? Yeah, you yeah, and Coach yeah, yeah. Young, awesome, like that awesome is... guy, uh, very respected. Uh, you know, just just a uh, great uh, great guy of uh, leading men. Yeah, uh, just 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 awesome guy. That's what it's all about. So yeah. definitely get ready for that conversation. If you are watching on YouTube, remember timestamps bottom of the video. You can fast forward to any part of that conversation. Having Riddick here for that was just took that to the next level. So really do appreciate you being here. Otherwise, wow. today's gonna be a pretty brief one. The football world has been kind of lame. Like I mean, it's sometimes no news is good news, right? There's still no update on a lot of uh, different free agent and trade situations <laughs> as far as the NFL is concerned. The lower mm-hmm. levels of football, right. um, you know, not too much stirring up. We do have a big announcement for the show that we're gonna talk about yes, after Coach Young comes on here. That we're gonna do a little bit of a preview about and. Uh, the Lions dropped some new alternate helmets, the baby blues. Finally, yeah. Finally. I mean, we'll see how it looks. Ooh. Like, you didn't, you we go talk. We go talk. We go talk about it. We go okay. talk about it later. <laughs> we'll be able to get our opinions out, but uh, <laughs> definitely know. polarizing. Definitely a polarizing look. Um, and some rules about when and where they can wear them is kind of interesting as well. But yeah. we'll get to all that stuff more. A little NFL talk. Uh, but as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. Like I said, don't forget about those timestamps. Listen pretty much anywhere: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter, D1 underscore rejects, Instagram, Division One rejects to see highlights from the show. But before any of that great stuff, let's hop into that conversation with the man himself, Coach Young. Joining the show tonight, a man who has climbed the coaching ladder, made quite quick work of it. In fact, he's the head coach at D2 Kentucky Wesleyan University in the GMAC. It's Coach Tyrone Young. Coach. What's going on? Pumped to have you tonight. I, I know, uh, man. Like I That's said before, awesome. uh, before we hopped on, had a surprise guest. Ruin the surprise. <laughs> Coach Riddick with us also, man. Yes, sir. What's going on, Coach? Baby, I miss you, baby. I have. Oh, I've I've heard the, you know, the stories now. I've been around them enough. But, uh, you know, for those of that listen that aren't familiar with you guys, how far y'all go back? You got uh, it, You and me to talk or you going to talk? You got to coach a show show, baby. This, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I was on the floor. My bad. No. Um, I've known Riddick since, uh, it's been a while, since like 2012. Um, he was actually my first year of coaching college football. He was my first ever recruit um, in the college ranks. So I recruited him out of a William Penn in Iowa. Um, he was from Memphis, but I recruited him out of there. Just a, a kid who was loving the game of football and wasn't supposed to be in Iowa. Um, and then, you know, I got him to Kentucky and the rest is history. I've known him for quite a while, 11 years now. Man, I love yeah. Yeah, I love time. that, man. I love that. Um, and, you know, first things first, of course, you and your wife welcome to a new baby boy back in April. Yes. Congratulations. Yes. That is huge, I man. I appreciate you. Congrats. Appreciate you. And the draft, yeah. the uh, draft selection pick style uh, announcement on Instagram? 
Yeah, you know, he was born on his due date, on the draft day, the first day of the first round. Um, he's actually today's Thursday, so he's eight weeks today. Man. Um, so yeah, he was, that's what I was at home chilling with. Then I came over here to the office. But yeah, no, he's he's been over here all day, actually. So I just took him home not too long ago. I love it. And before we get into anything too serious, I'm going through the Instagram. I got to do my research, right? And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see you with Mrs. Butterworth around your neck. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, show it, I'll show it to the people here so they get a good view of this too before we hop into anything too serious. I just need a little bit of an explanation. I oh, think I, I think I kind of get the tie in here, but but I want to oh, hear from man. you, man. That's the pancake chain. <laughs> That's the pancake chain, man. You know, you got to give the big boys up front some love, man. And it was just, it was, it was wild how that came about. But that was a candidate moment for me. You know, I was just playing with the chain and then uh, looked up and there was a camera in my face. So I just took the picture and then it came out good. So I posted. Hey, you were ready too. It didn't catch you off guard either. <laughs> I think you, you and, uh, you and Coach Ritter here, you got that, you got that in common though. Uh, you know, yeah, man. man. You know, I got a little <laughs> sauce, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but we can talk a little bit about your guys. Christian, getting picked up by the Roughnecks in the XFL. Um, yeah. As far as I've seen, hasn't signed a deal yet, but they've claimed his rights, and that will be uh, the next step. I mean, that's that's obviously just so huge for him. Talk about uh, how important that is to get the guys like that to the next level. Man, it's huge for us. Um, it's huge for him, man. He put in a whole lot of work to do it, uh, to get there. He was actually in training camp with the Giants and then the Falcons. Okay. Um, and then, then he had the opportunity. You know, his his agent is awesome. He works tirelessly. Um, he, he, you know, he texts us all the time and trying to tell us who's who and what's what. And we kind of had an inclination that he was going to get picked up by one of the XFL teams because they reached out earlier in the week uh, to get, you know, stuff for the draft and make their announcements and everything else. Um, but it was huge. It's huge for our program because, you know, now he is – that's two years in a row um, that we've had guys go on and play at the next level um, with Keyshawn Walker, who was in the NAL – Oh, yeah. Um, he's not in the NAL. He's in one of the Marina Leagues. He plays for the Northern Arizona Wranglers. Um, and then we had another guy, um, Dalen Kofer. He played out in the, with the Storm somewhere and one of the Dakotas. And then Jalen Wilson currently plays for West Texas Warbirds. Um, so we had, and then Shedrick Kirk with the Pittsburgh Maulers. Um, so time. we have a lot of different guys being able to go on and continue their football careers. Um, and Christian just added to that. Yeah. And I think that gets lost sometimes, right? Because you look at. You know, obviously Division Two as a whole, you're not going to have the level of to the pros as some of the large, you know, the big Power Five schools. But even at a school where, you know, I, I'm not no offense, obviously Kentucky Wesleyan is not a perennial powerhouse of a football program, and maybe in two three years we could be totally having a different conversation. But I think it's important right. that even at this stage in the process right now, that you still have the ability to get these guys to the next level. And I think that's probably a huge piece of your recruiting is that hey, you're going to come here and you are going to have a chance to showcase your talents. You are going to have a chance to put yourself and your family in that position. How do you work that into your, I hate to call it a pitch, but right. I mean, that's kind of what uh, it is, right? I mean, it's just a reality. It's not so much of a pitch um, because we've done it. Um, and, and when guys are interested in doing that, that's the first thing I tell them in the recruiting process is you got to be able to tell us that as coaches because we have the connections. Scouts come through here every yep. year. Um, so we have the connections and our our scouts that do come through here are very connected. And, you know, that's what helped smooth along his journey. Um, Christian, as you guys call him, we call him smooth, but that's what helps smooth. him along his journey. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's just a being honest about it. And then for us as coaches, it's just also on the same aspect. I'm not here to kill your aspirations, but I'm going to tell you whether you actually got a legitimate shot or not. 
Um, and it's going to be one of those things where you have to have daily work and put in the work every single day for it. Um, and if you don't, then I don't want to hear you talk about it. So it's just one of those things in recruiting. It's not so much of a pitch, but it's just, hey, if you're if you're honest with yourself and you're honest with us as coaches, we're going to do everything we can to help you. Hell yeah. That's like, I love it. I mean, honesty, open channels, communication, that's how all coaches should handle things like that, right? There shouldn't be sugarcoating. There shouldn't be this whole <laughs> dynamic of getting recruited, hearing one thing, and then show up on campus, and it's the exact opposite, right? I mean – I think you're a dude that shoots people pretty straight. Yeah, I think you to. say, yeah, got you got to. to, you got to you know, but, I tell them the facts and, you know, and we live with the decision, you know, and uh, like, like you say, you got to shoot them straight. You got to, that's the only yeah. way you're going to save, save the program, say the same, everything like that. So, yeah, totally. And I wanted to, you know, I got both of you here, obviously. So it'd be nice to kind of talk on the school situation. And for those who, Again, not everyone is familiar with the Wesleyan University system. Talk about that church affiliation, the overall difference that comes with being at a Wesleyan University. And now, you know, you guys have both been on either side of it. So I'm just curious to hear the biggest takeaways from you. I mean, whether it be what kind of things are different than your regular or your state school, uh, are there higher academic standards? How does that affect recruiting players? What type of kids you bring in there? And how big of a factor the faith is inside of your program? I mean, that was a loaded question. You can start literally wherever, but I would just love to hear your perspective on that. No, the thing about it is it's it's not a misconception, but it's also a little bit of a misconception with dealing with a Wesleyan school. Um, we're a United Methodist school, but it's one of the things for us is we take all denominations here. Okay. Um, and, it, and for us also too, like I live out, I graduated from Kentucky Christian University uh, with a youth ministry and biblical studies degree um, in sports management and marketing. And I was a dual major. And so that was a real religious based school. And, you know, you had to go to chapels, you had to do all kinds of different things. Um, you had to take all these different Bible classes, whether you wanted to or not yeah. here, it's not so much. If you choose to major in religion, then you can, uh, but not necessarily you have to. And it doesn't really impact us on uh, recruiting. Uh, we can recruit pretty much anybody, but the thing that you hit on that does affect us in recruiting is academics. Um, you know, we were pretty, we're pretty well endowed, uh, academic school in the state of Kentucky. Um, and so a lot of people know about the education that we have. Um, and that's where a lot of kids come here for, um, is that education. Like we just had one of our senior quarterbacks. He just got accepted in Vanderbilt, UK and U of L's med school. Let's um, go. and we all know how tough those are. And then we had another kid go out to Montana and be in a wildlife. So our degree whole weight. Um, and, and in that regard, but it's just one of those deals for us as coaches. We just got to be intentional about the kids that we're recruiting, yeah. um, which makes it great for us, man. Um, and I tell kids that all the time in recruiting, man, you signed up to go to school. I'm not chasing you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now, I'm not, not going to be chasing you. How often, though, I mean, between both of you guys, have you had to explain that to kids, to parents and families that – like you kind of said, it, there is almost a bit of a misconception there that they totally could fit in at the school, and it's not really as big of an adjustment as maybe they perceive it to be. Um, you you explain it a little bit, but uh, one of the things about it is we don't necessarily hide our faith neither. Um, okay. And that's that's what's beautiful about it is I can pray before the game and not get chastised about it. Yeah. Our team chaplain talks to our team before every single game. Um, he goes to every single game. Um, he, you know, he came to Michigan when we came to Michigan and then he's going to Florida when we go to Florida. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, we're able to deliver the word and our guys have started their own Bible studies and things like that on the team. Um, so it's, it's nice to not have to be able to, you know, have to hide your faith or, 
want to do a Bible study with your guys and getting chastised about it. So yeah, that's the beautiful part about it. So that's what we do explain in recruiting um, that you don't necessarily, we're not confined by any, you got to do this or you got to do that. Our school is pretty right down the middle as far as allowing us um, to be faith, uh, faith-based football. I love, it. I love it. And I just, honestly, I just haven't had the chance to have many coaches or athletes from um, schools with any type of religious affiliation. So that's why I kind of wanted to, yeah, you know, just ask some of those questions because I know I visited a few schools. Um, I know I was actually at Indiana Wesleyan, um, oh, so that was yeah. So um, <laughs> I I took that visit. And I'm trying to think anywhere else, but I know a lot of people just aren't really as familiar with that scene. But as far as this year, the schedule, you threw it out there going to Florida. Yeah, you guys got something to prove this year. What better way than going down to Pensacola? That West Florida team is on fire. And uh, mm-hmm. that's going to be a statement week one for you guys. Tell me about what makes that so exciting. You got to bring it, coach. Hell yeah. You got to bring it, baby. Pretty. You know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. We ain't, we ain't worried about none of that. Uh, but no, no, West Florida, man, um, they're extremely talented. Uh, coach Nobles is actually a really good dude. Uh, me and him talked on the phone. Coach Mello, I actually worked at camp with him. He's a good dude. Uh, but Former when they Gleat said guy, that, Coach Mello, not to yeah. interrupt you there, but yeah, he's he's put together quite the the super team on the D line down there. I've been when people yeah, transfer but, portal them boys for whatever reason, whatever time they get a transfer is on my timeline. So I'm like, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter must know that we're playing each other. Uh, but no, man, it, it was when none of those coaches were there when the contract got sent. Um, so uh, when we got the contract, it was actually in the middle of the season, and I actually asked a dude with no shoes on over there. I was like, Yo, what you think about this? Let's he go, was, baby. Let's go, Let's go baby. Be coming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I mean, but no, it was an opportunity for our kids that they wanted. Um, they wanted to be able to see one of the best teams in the nation um, right up close and personal. What better way? I mean, for them, sometimes that's, that's going to be memories for some of those guys to be able to get on that bus and then go down to Florida, um, play in that type of environment on a Friday night. Uh, we know it's going to be rocking. Uh, we know they're a really good team. They got a lot of transfers. They had a lot of good players already. Yep. Um, then they got a lot of good transfers. So it is something to prove, prove to ourselves necessarily. Um, but the nice thing about it is um, that goes into with how many guys decided to stay here on campus over the summer. Um, when you're playing a team like West Florida, you don't have to do a lot of external motivation because there's a lot of internal motivation. Yeah. Um, because you know what what our what our history has been and what our record was last year. You know, everybody expects us to go down there and get drummed. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not idiotic to that. But at the end of the day, that's why you play the game. Oh yeah. Um, so we're really excited. We got some, you know, got some things coming, and and we've got some good transfers too. But oh yeah, no, I've been, I've been seeing that, coach. I've been seeing that. You uh, you might have exhausted all the the most exciting gifs on the Twitter timeline, just getting pumped up. Oh no, 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 I got some more. You got some loaded you in the I chamber or what? More. Yeah, yeah, no, that's my thing. Is like, you know, because you being that. able to celebrate those guys. Yeah, man, um, I love without it. Having to celebrate them before signing day is pretty big. And mm-hmm. um, I haven't even dropped a big gift yet. In the okay. one where we talk about we got them because we got a um, we got a we got a cornerstone on the defensive line coming in. OK, um, I just put it like this where he came from. He had 25 sacks in nine games. So pretty excited about him being here in uh, Owensboro. You talking about 25 and nine. By himself. I'm, not, I'm not a big math guy, Coach, but that's... Coach, I might have to look see about that. <laughs> hey, sign, sealed, and delivered. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We can uh, we can switch over and talk about conference play a little bit. And 
to me, I'm mean, going to hear your perspective on this too, but the GMAC, that feels like a conference that has, I mean, you can see here, just the stock has been rising every year. From an outsider's perspective, it feels like the competition from top to bottom has improved over the last couple of years pretty drastically. Now, I'd like to hear your opinion on that. You've been in the league for quite a few years now, um, not even just as a head coach, but what have you thought about these last couple of years as far as GMAC play is concerned? The GMAC gets tougher every single year, man. Um, it's one of those things to where if you're not recruiting up to par, um, it's going to show on Saturdays, you know, with us adding Northwood or Ashland and Northwood, now yep. Thomas Moore, um, they were all respectively good. And Northwood had been struggling for a few years, but then, but if you look at before that, I mean, they had a good history. Um, and then Thomas Moore beat up people on the D3 ranks and then moved up to NAIA, yep. was successful in NAIA world. Um, and now they're coming up to D2 as well. Um, so if you look at it top to bottom, um, that's something that we talk about in recruiting. Uh, this is not an easy conference. We do not play any easy conference. Um, and you're going to have to bring your lunch bell every single day, but it's something that gets you excited as a competitor. Um, but now the cream of the crop, you know, we got Ashland, Tiffin, you know, ODUs of the world, Finley's of the world, Hillsdale's, man, we got a really good conference. We're actually blessed to play in a conference like we do, but it just hurts us so much um, at, at the national level because we're in Super Regional 1. And Super Regional 1 gets a lot of, you know, love in the Northeast because the GMAC schools, we all have two and three losses because we beat yep. up on each other. Yep. Um, and if you look at the level of competition that we play, I mean, in that committee, if the committee would look at it a little bit deeper um, and, and, you know, we have a schedule alliance with the PSAC or something. Uh, but nonetheless, I mean, our teams over here are really daggone good. Um, as as Ashland represented us quite well in the playoffs and losing a close one to IUP. But our conference is legit, man. I love it. Totally. I think Ashland was a great example of what you are just talking about, actually, last year with them. I mean, they're riding in that top 10 of the D2 football rankings. Whether or not the rankings matter, they were having a hell of a season. And then all of a sudden, Hillsdale sneaks up, throws them an uppercut, and they knock them off, their, you know, off the top rope there. And you're right. like... You know, Hillsdale obviously has a solid squad, but that game was not supposed to go that way. And I think that probably illustrates the best example of what you're just talking about. You got to come right. play. You got to come, you play, come play every single week. Like Riddick knows. I mean, it's one of those deals like uh, we showed up to play versus Hillsdale. I mean, whatever for reason. Last year we loved playing at home. We didn't really like playing on the road. We didn't mm. really show up on the road. And it was, a, it was quite of a head scratcher. It was a bugaboo, to be honest. Um, but, you know. Ashland, that's one of the things that they talked about before our game. Like, man, we know you guys are deadly and blah, 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 because the GMAC is like that. You you cannot overlook any team that you play. There's no guaranteed wins in our conference. Um, and, and I go to speak that for everybody. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, whether you're, whether you're front loaded or whether you're back loaded, I mean, the GMAC is loaded. Yeah, you ain't escaping um, it, right? No. Yeah, we know no, how that go. No, no. Escape mm -hmm. that, we know how that goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, y'all know how that goes for yeah. real. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, y'all know how that goes for real. Oh, Rick, yeah. by the way, tell, tell uh, uh, Coach Richardson, uh, I'm looking for a week one next year. Y'all want to come to Owensboro? <laughs> week one? No. Uh, what'd you think about yeah. that? Huh? What'd you think about yeah. Coach Rick? We got to we talk about that, Coach. We yeah. got to talk about the stipulations on that. <laughs> you got to let that that path get through a little bit, and then we come out oh. at you. <laughs> oh, That's man. good, but we can switch gears a little bit. I wanted to talk a little bit off the field, right? You went to school mm -hmm. in Kentucky. You graduate there, start your career. I mean, both you guys, right? You had a few stops between now and then. Talk about what it means to be back in the state. Obviously, you didn't just get back there, but really, I mean, now you've got roots there, right? And this is yeah. hopefully just the beginning for you, what it means to be back there for you and your family, of course. 
man, uh, to be honest, my wife never really wanted to leave the state of Kentucky. Uh, but my coach at the time, Coach Peterson, one of my best mentors, um, he told me I had to go to grow. And I was like, what are you talking about? But in order to grow my coaching network, I had to leave Kentucky Christian in Eastern Kentucky. Um, and so, you know, traveling up to Pennsylvania where I ain't know nobody. Um, and it was really cold. Um, I really didn't like it. Um, but the food was good. The people were the people were all right. Uh, they were different from being in the South, man. You come to the South, we a little bit different, as Riddick shows you. Yeah, um, yeah we you know, we're a lot different down here. So been in Pennsylvania. I learned a bunch up there in Pennsylvania and Indiana. But coming back home, man, is special. I'm about an hour and a half from where I grew up. Uh, so that's really special to me. Um, and then being at this school, man, it's just, like you said, some roots. And I tell people all the time, everybody's like, man, what's it like to be a young head coach? I, and I tell them all the time, I'll tell you when I'm an old head coach, because that means I did it right. If if I don't want to have the the tag of former head coach and now you know this coordinator and everything else, I want to continue to be the head coach here at Kentucky Wesleyan. I enjoy being here, um, and you know it's one of those deals for us. It's it's really special, especially with the group of kids that we have right now, um, and then the group of kids we got coming in. I want to see all my kids graduate. So that's this is this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that I don't plan on blowing no time soon. Hell yeah, that's powerful stuff. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. That's really well said. Now. Um, on your recent stops, you certainly haven't taken any of those for granted either. What I've really enjoyed reading about you is your impact off the field at these other stops. Starting a fellowship of Christian athletes, um, or I saw your Adopt a Raven program, two really good examples yeah. of that. Not only passion for the kids, right, the ones you're coaching, but for the community. And I think wherever your feet are, I think that's something mm -hmm. I just met you, but just a strong impression right off the bat, man. Like wherever your feet are, you want to make a difference right away. And I applaud you for that. I think it's incredible. But I just wanted to ask you what pushed you to embrace that side of not only being a coach, but also being a mentor and a prominent male figure in a lot of these kids' lives? Um, that's a great question. Um, I tell Riddick and he and he knows I say this all the time, be where your feet are. Um, because I mean, that's how you make the most impact. Yeah. Be where your feet are. And that was one of the things like I, I took pride in this year is, um, and last year, um, we won that little GMAC community service award here at Kentucky Wesleyan, uh, last year. Um, and a big part of that was our football team. And then this year we were in the top five in community service hours, um, as a program. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's, it's huge because I grew up as a military brat. My father was in the United States army for 24 years. Um, and it was a lot of the times it was just me and him. So a lot of the community people used to take me in and, you know, make sure I got to my games because my dad's out in the field and, you know, I'm nine, 10 years old and I'm waiting for him to get back and he's trying to get back and it's two or three days and I don't see my dad and I'm by myself. And my dad did a good job of raising me. He did the best he can um, for the situation that he was put in. Uh, but it was a lot of people and a lot of coaches in my life that made a difference. So I told myself when I got the opportunity to make a difference, that's exactly what I was going to do. Uh, because I feel like, especially at small schools um, like Kentucky Wesleyan, the bigger impact that we have in the community, you know, it leads to the you reap the benefits on both sides. Like we've been in every elementary school here in town like numerous times. And you know what the reward of that is? Seeing those little kids show up at our games because they get in for free. We sold out three of our out of five home games last year and, and we went to a nine. We sold out three out of the five. Um, and then the other two were really packed as well. But all those little kids, when they line our fence, um, to you know, slap our players' hands and give them high fives and want autographs and pictures after the game. You know, that means a whole lot for me to be able to know one day. I used to be that kid 
I used to be that kid that was looking up to somebody else. And, you know, luckily I had people in my life that was willing to take their arm and put it around me. So, you know, you have the same impact. And I always talk about using your platform as your ministry. Um, and football is my ministry. Um, so why not go out, you know, and profess to people? So that's just why we do what we do and why I am who I am. I'm going to transcribe some of this. We got, we got a lot of space in the wall here in the studio, Coach. And it's going to start <laughs> start filling up with some verbiage here real soon. I'll tell you that. That, was, that is awesome. I really do. I appreciate that. And, um, I mean, it's it's something, too, where you get these guys on campus, and a lot of them probably don't have that experience being as involved in the community. Now, some of them may, at the high school level, you know, they get out there and they do that. But sometimes it takes a little bit of push to get these guys to go and really buy into that. How do you... I see look on your face, there's maybe I got into a, a good topic, but how do you get them all to buy in? And I, I would imagine it's type of a domino effect when you get a couple guys going and more and more start to buy in. Right. Well, it just goes into our creed, man. Our creed is coaches believe in coaches, coaches believe in the players, players believe in the coaches, and players believe in players. Um, that's just something that we believe in. And so as somebody that they know that cares about them, I, I make sure all my players know I care about them tremendously. Um, and I would never ask them to do something that I wasn't willing to do myself first. Yep. Um, so I just make sure that I lead by example. Um, and then some of the, you know, the more reserved ones, which is why I was laughing. Some of those were really reserved guys, man. You got to you nudge them out there. And like <laughs> I got some guys that don't like reading in the rooms we go in. So they're just there to play with the kids. Now they love kids. Um, and, you know, once they get in there, then their, you know, their seven-year-old self comes out yep. and then they forgot that they didn't even want to be there in the first place. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things too, man. We we allow the guys to sign up as it fits their schedule. Uh, we never really try to make you do anything that you don't want to do, but it's a part of our culture is to serve the community. It's part of the leadership model of our foundation. So being a servant leader um, is bigger than yourself. You And one of yeah. our sayings on the wall in the locker room, it says, get out of yourself and into the team. Um, so, you know, it's 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 a lot of our brand and who we are as people. Um, and that's just, that's a test to the recruiting trail too. I don't recruit turd muffins into our program. Nope, not going to do it. Um, I, I love <laughs> I love my job. So I refuse to have a turd muffin in here and my AD is calling me about things. Not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's part of it too. Yeah, I love that, man. You guys, you talked about you need a week one next year, but, you know, in all seriousness, how how great is that? I mean, I'm sure you've got other friends that have moved on to the coaching careers, but specifically, that'd be something to be on the opposite sideline, I have to imagine, yeah. between y'all. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd, that'd oh, be man, amazing. That, I love that it. That would be so fun. Yeah. Because be that dude in your studio, I love that dude. <laughs> uh, that is, I would, I mean, any shirt I have in here, if you needed me to draw to Michigan right now, I would get in my car and drive to Michigan and not even ask him why he needed me to drive to Michigan. Oh, yeah. Um, so that, that's – I mean, blood couldn't make us any closer. So, oh. I, man, that would be awesome. I love I mean, that. it would be intense for 60 minutes, but then, I mean, we would laugh, joke, yeah. um, all kind of things after the game and, you know, talk about schemes and everything else. I just – I love to see his growth, um, and I'm happy that he's in a situation to where he's happy. Yeah. Um, so that makes me, you know, as his big brother, somebody that cares about him. Uh, that makes me really happy. So that'd be awesome. He know, was hard on me though. I tell you that I'm he was very hard. It was it was it was days in that staff room where uh, things went. You know, hey, get draw that up. Yeah. Uh, I can't. You know what I'm saying? So you know, he he he, he walked me through step yeah. by step. Oh, he yeah. prepared me for the moment that I'm in now. Yeah. So you know, it's about the moment, and he prepared me for it. So my younger brother just got home right now. He probably give you a pretty pretty similar testament right there. You know what I mean? As far as toughening him up. But I was that's what I was gonna follow it up with is 
talk about how gratifying it is, I guess from your perspective as well, we kind of heard his, but to see your guy just like that, to be progressing, to be in such a promising position and to continue to just, like we said, this is it right here, baby, the stock. It's about elevation, man. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've seen him, you know, coming from this this situation, that situation, you know, we was we was there. We was gonna take was gonna take a job, you know, you know the, the <laughs> Lord, his wife, the Lord, wife, you know, in the airport. They had a conversation, you know, to stay, and you know, six months later, boom, he get he get the job that he that he want, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, and he worked hard at it every day. He was a head coach without being a head coach, you know what I mean? So he like he you know he did everything that he's supposed to do. You know, from the D coordinator, special teams, you know, assistant head coach, you know, just camaraderie with the team and, you know, building, you know, building brands with the team, within the team. Uh, man, it was amazing, you know. And, I love that, yeah. You know, and I'm glad that he, you know, he he stuck by my side and, and, and elevated me and put me in the best situation possible, man. And I, I can't do nothing but thank him. You know, we text and I thank him all the time. And, you know, I tell him that he prepared me for the moment and, you know, some of the stuff that I, you know, that he taught me that I, I, I bring with me, you know. So, and I sauce it up a little bit, you know, just to put my little flavor on yeah, it. But, you know, he, he <laughs> you know, he he made sure I was straight, you know, and, and, yeah. and I thank him for that. I tell all the guys that he got on his staff right now, hey, just trust the process. You know, yeah, it might be, he might be on you about, you know, why you not explaining this out of the way? It's gonna help you when you get in them interviews. It's gonna help you when you get in front of them, them oh, players, and, and and you in your own room, and you in a bigger situation. It's gonna help you. Yeah, you know. So I love just, that. Just, just stick like, to it. It's awesome because relationships like that oftentimes just get lost in our sport because of just the nature of it. And I think it's always refreshing to see that, especially just like. That's a much different, that's a totally different conversation as far as men in today's society and today's culture yeah. to have that important of relationships. And it's right. something that like, that's right here, man. Like right. that's super important stuff. But coach, I really appreciate your time today, man. I, uh, I cannot thank you enough. I've had a blast and that's, uh, that's all I've got for you. So thank man. you so much again. Hey, I can't wait till you text me again and ask me to come back. This Let's is go. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always I, tell I, her I, when they say that, and I say, I hope you're being serious because I'm gonna take you up on it. It's gonna happen. Ah, you see how you <laughs> let's go. Up and I was like, let's do it. Let's I'm go. Yeah. I love it. I am with you. I love it. Well, thank you very much, Coach. Again, appreciate you, and uh, we'll definitely be following up on that. We'll see about Week One next year too. Uh, yeah. Hey. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, baby, man. We appreciate you, dog. Yeah. All right, baby. Uh, see you, Coach. We're back. Once again, very huge thank you to Coach Young. I mean, you said it in the intro, leader of men. The right. dude is a leader of men across the board, on and off the field, the way that, you know, as soon as I brought up the community involvement and the volunteering, you could see his eyes light up. He had a smile on his face, and that dude just started. You get a dude like that, like, you just let him talk. You just let him go because yeah, he right. was just it's extremely passionate. I love that. It's hey, awesome. Hey, he he, he going to make it do what it do. Don't make it do what it do. He, 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 like I said, he's a great leader of men and, and the community involvement, the camaraderie, like just amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. And you could, you could feel that just by talking to him. Like yeah, I told yeah, him, yeah, I, awesome. yeah. I just met him, but just given that impression of him that you feel like, I feel like I know him. I just talked to him for 25 minutes, but I feel like I know the dude now. And it helps obviously having you here help with that. But um, mm -hmm. as far as our show is concerned, we do have a big announcement coming up, and that is that we will be collaborating with the College Football Network. These guys, if you are not familiar, you live under some proverbial stone in the college football world. Uh, my guy, Michael, over there does a great job. 
the consistency at which this guy posts yeah, it's ridiculous. to Twitter and both Twitter and Instagram and his other platforms is just straight commendable. Mm-hmm. And this is not like a full-time gig for this guy. Like this guy has work is, you know, I've taken classes, whatever he has a whole other life. And he just, the amount of dedication. So shout out. I hopefully he's listening to this shout out here to him because it is seriously commendable. And I'm excited to say that division one rejects. Yeah, it's going to be sweet. We'll be collaborating with the college football network. I'm releasing the top 25 preseason rankings for Division Two, Division Three, and NAIA teams across the country. Yep. That is going to be dropping July 3rd. I will put out a graphic tonight as we are recording this to announce that. Um, and it's oh, just so exciting. I wonder if he's going to, you know, post, give us anything on his page. You know, like, hey, our uh, rank preseason rankings are dropping on it, you know. Yeah. Division One rejects. That'd be kind of sick. It's going to be a collabor- collaboration post, you know, on Instagram. Oh, like how it does that with both Is it both Twitter accounts. or no? Twitter, we got to figure out. But I know the Instagram, you do the collaboration yeah, post yeah, with yeah. both accounts. Oh, nice. This, so. this is big for you guys. Yeah. yeah it's this, huge. This is... This is next step. It's the next you know, step. This is, and this that's is the next last step. month. This is the thing, though. Like, we, like we've like we all been really active, and Kobe does, like, all the, like, looking at the, all the socials. It's been like this, dude. The and last, like, couple weeks. I mean, seen, ever since we launched the D1R Athletes. It's, like, bl- yeah, blown up. Yeah. So, it's been great. Not and, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and we'll even say, too, we got some pretty big news today that we don't want to oh, drop yet. yeah. We, yeah. Uh, as Pat McAfee would say, up, hashtag up to something season. It's yeah. big around here right now. We got be, some, that should be the name of this episode. It might be because the news that we got today, we can't even tell y'all. We can't even clue y'all in. It might not even happen until the spring. I can't believe there's so many people not listening to this, though. Like, it, think right? about it. Like, yeah. the, think the, about much more, what we're talking more about. I'm being ambiguous as hell right now, but it might not even happen until the spring. But mm. you're going to find out eventually. And when you do see it, when you see the announcement, you'll be like, that's what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I already know. That's what he's talking about. But, Back to the point of this is that we're excited to definitely drop those rankings. This is going to be the first step in us, you know, maybe venturing and, and sticking our foot into, you know, into throwing our hat in the ring, whatever the hell kind of expression you want to use. As far as the rankings go, I don't think For we'll sure. become a ranking show. No, I don't, that's not our that's not our personalities. No, but I do think, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, uh, it is nice because we live in the landscape. We play in the landscape. We coach yeah. in the landscape. In your situation, and yeah. um, I'm not saying I'm bringing you on as a voter, by the way, so don't. Uh, that's okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that's okay. But either way, you know, we're here, and we see it, and that's there's no other people that you'd want, um, you know, involved in these type of conversations. So the rankings that we are releasing, I can preface and say I had no hand in. He had no hand in. Neither I, of y'all had I any hand in. No, I had zero <laughs> involvement. Zero, guys. But none of the guys from our show had any involvement in these rankings that are coming to co- going to come out. So just take that first hand. These rankings are from the College Football Network and Michael over there. We are just the platform, the release to help him get this out to all the teams across little, the country. A little better graphic, you know, get, get a little more uh, spice. Yeah, oh, yeah. Just sauce them up a little bit. Yep. Put a little style I can do that. Them. I can do that. You know. <laughs> What, nice and organized though at the same time, you know? Yes, exactly. So you know. um very excited about that. Yeah. Very excited about the the direction of this show. Um, but we can really get into our one and, and really only topic of the day. That is the Lions new alternate helmets. And they drop these helmets. What we're gonna do before really anything else is take a look at YouTube. the reaction it's video the that uh the Lions posted. Um to their socials of the guys actually seeing the helmet for the first time was pretty sweet. So before we get into any of the opinions um, and whatnot that comes with this, let's go ahead and take a look at this video. See it. Is that blue? It's pretty nice. 
The matte blue too with the throwback logo on top. Oh my gosh. Very cool. Coming down. <laughs> Ooh, with the light too. Okay, the throwback is is sick though. Like for me, like when I look at, you know, thinking about way back with Barry and all them, the throwback is. I even have a jacket with that same logo, so I can't wait to to rock out and just let me know what games. That is uh, that's pretty damn cool right there. So there you have their reactions to it. That's dope. Nothing like they ain't come out. You know what I mean? Like. Nobody did any backflips or anything. Like, the reaction wasn't crazy, but guys are obviously with it. Um, also, pull up. I've got pictures here of the helmet itself so we can take a little bit of a better view at it right there. It's, it's clean. It, it is. is. It's a clean is. look. It's very neat. There you have it for you guys uh, watching, but opinions away. First impressions. It's very neat. It does really remind me of, like, Barry. Yeah. It like do. The, the logo is, like, really Barry. Barry, Barry was a bad man. <laughs> And that's a bad helmet. Yeah. <laughs> it is sweet. And there's it's neat. It's clean. There's and some neat. great attention to detail on that. Yeah. Um and I know personally like Trevor I think, and I talked I about I think that it'll definitely look better like than people think with the gray. Because you can only wear it with the gray. You know how that that was the the major point of contention with this is the fact that they can only wear this with the gray uniform. So if yeah. I pull up here's the picture that they posted with Aiden Hutchinson with the gray uniform and the helmet on right there. And you know, Definitely torn on it, but I think you get everyone out there in those uniforms. Also, you know, you everyone looking the same type deal. I right. think that's going to be pretty clean. I, I, I think the white would be good. I think go helmet, white jersey with the gray pants. That's yeah, the problem. But they they can't, can't. I don't think they can do that. It's only alternate on alternate, and, and then it follows the rule. So you have to wear the gray. I'm just saying, there's rules to be broke sometimes. <laughs> what yeah. if, I wonder what would happen. What would happen if the Lions came out one day and they just, just switched a, up the combo without telling anybody? They'll just get a hundred thousand dollar fine. That'd be all right. Yeah, slap on the, slap on the wrist. Sheila, yeah, Sheila can take that. Sheila can can afford that. Yeah, should be all right. Yeah, everybody just you know, hundred thousand ain't bad. That'd be all right. <laughs> but that is the look uh, the Lions will be going for and. Like I said, the whole idea of only being able to wear as the alternates is kind of frustrating. I know we had a video that we talked about uh, the bangles, the white bangle helmets. Mm -hmm. Those were those were pretty solid. But again, you're not wearing that with the orange jerseys, right? That was definitely catered towards their alternate um, uniforms. I'm trying to think of other examples. I know the Houston has those battle reds. The reds. Yeah. Um, the Patriots had a throwback you know, or a helmet that they had for there with like the militia guy on Browns. there. The Browns, mm -hmm. um, the Saints. A lot of these teams dropped them, but. I the Seahawks got that one now. The Lions are a little bit behind the pack, actually, when it comes mm -hmm. to, to dropping some of this stuff. Well, same with the Tigers in their city edition, bro. They haven't dropped they haven't dropped theirs, and almost every team in the MLB has theirs. The city edition jerseys? Yeah. Uh, this, we're recording this, too. I just got off the uh, the diamond. I hit home run in the sixth, and then I hit a walk-off home run in the seventh for my softball team tonight. So, uh, started that short. I think I had maybe one error. Sure. He, he came to play, coach. <laughs> He came to play. He got, no, he got no coach. I know someone he out is there. The coach. Someone out there is gonna. No, that's a different league. Oh. someone out there is gonna. You know, text me like, "Hey, thanks or congrats on the walk off." We'll see about that. Same. We'll see about that. But Same. no, overall, pumped for this. I think the Lions Kool Aid, as far as the fan base is concerned, at an all time low, as in it's finished. Mm -hmm. The people have drank it, and now they have to. They have to live up to the hype. I actually was at the golf outing today. The old general manager at the news station I worked at. He's got Lions cart. Season tickets. Oh my gosh. Hell He's got yeah. Lions cart. Lions cart and season tickets. Aww. People are all in, man. People, even up here. 
even up here, people are all in. And I think there's no reason they shouldn't be able to. But obviously, no season's going to be perfect, right? There will be some... There will be... Between now and week one, there will be some big point of The Lions need to win a playoff game. That's they just, do. If they don't win a playoff game this year, it'd be disappointing. But you know what I mean? Between now and week one, there will be something where we go, oh, no. Like, this, there, this train be, might fall be, off the rails. There'll probably be three or four things, honestly. Yeah. Within well, today's, in today's the one, world. The first one could world. have been Jameson Williams. Right. That well, would have been the first well, one. Well, they back in, get a little better. You got Cam Sutton out there. So. Yeah. Much better. And, I would say more than a little better. And they got, uh, what's his name? Manuel Mosley from the Niners. Yeah. And they got C.J. Gardner-Johnson oh from the Eagles. My. Oh, my God. Well, well and they got, have got, things have got a little spice and they got up Brian, there. And they got Brian Branch from Alabama, the safety. In the and draft. you add to that linebacker core. I mean, you, you the competition in there is going to be fantastic, I think, which is only going to make those guys better. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. same, in, same at safety. You got, they you like got Kirby they Joseph. You got Tracy Walker. You got... Um, Mm-hmm. Who else? So let me ask it. Let me ask this question: Is it a lot of uh, Lions fan on this side of Michigan? Not as not as much. It's pretty split up here between Packers and Lions, as far as this goes. Because yeah. for those not totally familiar, the UP is actually connected by land to Wisconsin. Right. So a lot of people do commute from up there. A lot of people have their little camps up here, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. You got hella Packers fans up here. So I, many. I, I, I was wondering because I'm like, it's you know. Green Bay Packers is close. Yeah. Closer than, you know. Yeah. Uh, we actually Lions. don't even get the Lions in, like, market. Like, our market is Green Bay. So, mm-hmm. like, we get the Green Bay games over the Lions feed as far as it comes to, like, cable oh. television. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Man. <laughs> it blows. So. I wonder the Pistons took, dude. I need to I need to check. Yeah. But, I mean, that's all we had for today. I told you I was going to be super brief. Um Wrecked some helmets there, had a big announcement, and that conversation with Coach Young is just going to carry the episode because that right, was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, that's all you needed. But, sure. yeah, big hand to Coach Riddick, though. Appreciate yeah. you coming out. Yeah, Coach. Appreciate, Thank appreciate you. Guys, you. Thank you guys so appreciate much. Appreciate you. That's all for uh, D1 Rejects. Tune in on Tuesday. It'll be the next episode airing. We'll have uh, – actually, I won't say the name yet, but we'll have the newest Division One Rejects athlete on that episode uh, from a GLIAC school. So be sure to tune in for that one. Thank you.